Hi guys, welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. This is your host, Melina. I hope you're having an amazing day, whatever day you're listening to this on. I am doing a little intro before the episode because I recorded this episode with Chantel. There were some technical difficulties because I forgot a couple cables and we only use one microphone. So I want to apologize ahead of time. If the audio is not perfect, it's because it's my fault, okay? But on YouTube, it sounds amazing. So if you want to watch on YouTube, go ahead and watch on YouTube. As you can see, the title of this episode is Sexual Health in the Latinx Community. And it's an episode that I think is very informative and just opens up that conversation that a lot of us don't feel comfortable talking to other people about. At the end of the episode, I did take a couple questions um, from Instagram and that I asked Chantel that some of you submitted. So this episode is going to be split in two parts. And the reason that I'm coming and telling you guys this before the episode is because The way I recorded it, I didn't plan on it being two episodes, so I want to make sure that when the episode ends, you know that there is a part two next week. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow me at Unbreakable Latina on TikTok, on Instagram, and I'll also link Chantel's Instagram to this episode and some books that she recommended. I'm not sure if she recommended them on the first part of the episode or on the second part for next week, but I either way, I'm going to include both of them. So I hope you guys have an amazing week and enjoy this episode that we worked very hard on. Thank you. Bye. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Unbreakable Latina. I'm here with Chantel. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. We're doing a video podcast today, as you can see. Um, it took a lot to get here. Yes. <laughs> so I came to Chantel's <laughs> office. I forgot my memory card. <laughs> I forgot uh, an adapter for the microphone, so if the audio is not great today, we apologize. It's all my fault, but <laughs> we're going to get this done today. Chantel has been such a team player, so thank you so much. We're flexible here. Yes. We go with the flow. That's what it's all about. Me, go with the flow. <laughs> but I'm, I'm grateful that my friend kept me calm because I was, like, freaking out. I'm, like, what? An hour away from home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm wasting her time. No, not at all. But You're we're good. here. Um, we've been wanting to do this episode for a couple weeks now, but holidays and everything. So now we're here. Yay. And what's the episode on today, Chantel? Sexual health. Yay! Yes. So much fun. Woo. Love this topic. <laughs> Insert like an audience. Yeah, okay? yeah let's pretend go. there's an audience. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there is now that mm-hmm. I'm watching. So, sexual health in the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. And when Chantel texted me about this episode, <laughs> I was like, what? And mm-hmm. at, at the beginning, I'm not going to lie, I was a little uncomfortable because it's yeah. not something that's talked about in the community. It's not. I'm not very open really? with that with um, my family, and my mom listens to this, my sister listens to this, so... It was def- it's definitely something really out of my comfort zone, and I'm sure it is for a lot of you guys. Absolutely, which is why I think it's so important, right? Because, I mean, believe it or not, there's some things that I'm, like, learning to be more comfortable with, but overall, I feel like 
we have to take the discomfort out of it and talk about it because if not, there's a lot of misinformation that goes yeah. around. And a lot of loneliness. Yes. <laughs> with those issues, right, related to sexual health. So. Yeah, because it's not something that you're just going to strike up a conversation with your mom or your right. sister about. I mean, if you do, that's really cool. Right. But a lot of us didn't grow up having mm-hmm. that, like, confianza, pues, de hablar de yeah. esas cosas. Exactly. So that's why I feel like it's very helpful. And, like, you know, I hear so many of your listeners talk about how, like, oh, I feel like you're my cousin. You're like, oh, like a big sister, oh, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like if we bring up this topic, they can learn and they can feel, like, less alone also talking about some of their sexual challenges and just maybe even getting information that they're, like, been curious about but they don't have anybody to talk to. So yeah, we are here for that. <laughs> We're here for that. Mm-hmm. So when um Chantel uh, asked me about it I really didn't even know where we were going to begin with this podcast because I was like okay yeah I know that that's something that's not talked about but she started this poll on um Instagram Mm -hmm. and well like a question and how did you learn about sex so how did you learn about sex how did I learn about (laughs) sex oh my god you know it's so funny because I was thinking about it I was like how did I learn about sex like I had a lot of questions I would I was always very observant and so like movies and stuff like that i'm like i remember asking my sister like what's masturbation and honestly i don't even remember her answer like i don't no. even remember her answer at this point but my poor sister you know she must have been like damn how do i tell my little sister like about masturbation and i'm not even know i don't even know if she fully knew how old were um, you i was probably like 10 11 well, maybe yeah <laughs> yes. and she was what six years older than me so she was in her teen years so that must have been hard uncomfortable for her but also like you know middle school they do like the videos and stuff like that i think in fifth grade they do like the puberty talk so like that kind of helps and you know when it comes to like period stuff like menstrual cycle like my mom very much did prepare me for that in terms of like you're gonna get your period, I had two other sisters, so, yeah, so like, you already you know, had like a little heads up. Yeah, it was gonna be my turn. <laughs> so for that, yes, but all all the other stuff like masturbation, sex, birth control, STDs, that I mean, some schools, some talking to friends, um, movies. I mean, you hear it in music all the time, but it's like what what's truth and what's not, right? That's the part that's hard to tease out. Well, have you ever heard a song when you were younger and you would sing it? And now you're like, oh my god, this yep. is what I was singing. <laughs> it's like 90s R&B, like Snoop the Dogg. best. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. He corrupted this <laughs> brain. Yep. And I remember like one time I told my little sister, my little sister and I really don't talk about anything like mm-hmm. sex related. Mm-hmm. And I, when the conversation came up about this episode, she's like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> let's keep it that way. And I remember just one time telling her about like a Snoop Dogg song or I forgot what song it was, but I was like, do you realize what you're singing? And right. then she's like, oh my God, what's your Urban Dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just thinking about the song uh, Peaches and Cream. Oh, God, Right? Yes. I was just thinking about that song. Like in middle school, I was like, damn, that beat is so good. Yeah. I mean, now. I mean, I'm I like, still bump it. I do too. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Now I'm like, oh, the kids, they can't listen to this. Like if my niece is in the car, we're not listening yeah, to it. Like, what is she singing? <laughs> but we were. That's the thing. We were listening to these things, watching some of these things that come out. And it's like not even knowing the full context or maybe not even being guided through it. And there's a lot of misinformation out there. Why is it important to talk about sexual health? 
Um, that's a really good question. So I think most importantly is like for us not to feel alone. Yes, definitely. <laughs> In our, you know, like we talk about other issues, um, or sometimes we don't. But when it comes to sex, it's like you want to know, like some a lot of a lot of questions you got were like, is this normal? Is this yes. normal? Right? And so and like, there were a lot of repeated it, questions. There were. So it just goes to show that that there's a need to talk about these topics mm-hmm. and that people have a lot of the same questions. So when we talk about it, sometimes you can be like, oh my God, yeah, I went through the same thing or that happened to me too. It's not just me. Yeah. And so what I see, especially in a lot of clients, is like they think this, is, this issue is only unique to me and my relationship or just me, whether you're in a relationship or not, it's just unique to me. And so talking about it, makes it feel like it's like another way of connecting with friends with your partner if you have one right with yourself to be able to like this is a part of you like we're sexual beings right and so it's a very holistic or emotional or physical uh, spiritual and sexual so a different so, way to connect with somebody, a deeper mm-hmm. connection. That, a deeper connection. That everybody wants to have, but sometimes they're embarrassed to, exactly. like, talk about. Exactly. And don't have the opportunity to. Or they might feel like, I think it's very much rooted in shame. And I, in my practice, like, my therapy practice, I really vow to, like, get away from the shame and take my clients to a place of confidence and feeling like, I'm okay with the way that I am as a sexual being, as just a person in the things that I am and being comfortable in our own skin. That's really, really important. Because if you think about it, like you've talked about like people pleasing boundaries, right? Yeah. All of those things are also like, they don't just don't apply when you have sex. Oh yeah. Definitely. They apply even more when you have sex. But it's like, if you don't know yourself, if you don't know your limits, if you don't know what you like, you might and, be doing something that you don't want to do exactly. just to please your partner or your husband, exactly. your wife, whoever it is. Absolutely. Which brings us to consent, right? Mm-hmm. Consent is so important. People talk about it. They joke about it in like movies like, oh, do I have your consent to touch you? Whatever. It's like, yeah, we do need that to a certain extent because there are people or partners who may try to force you to do something or guilt you into doing something and that's not what we want like you're boring you don't want to try new things right so, exactly but we don't sometimes people don't open up about sexual experiences yes. that they might have <clears throat> it might have been where they were had a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something that they did something they didn't like and now mm-hmm. it's like a trauma that they have but they're afraid to come out to their partners so yes. it's important to talk about these things yeah. and i've worked with a lot of uh, trauma survivors like sexual assault sexual abuse from childhood and it's so important, like, it's such a serious topic, but it's so prevalent in the Latinx community. And that's because we're taught things like, tienes que saludar, right? Like, oh, it's rude if you don't do that. But I've had clients who, like, it was their uncle, it was a relative, it was a, it was a family friend. And then they were still forced to, like, hug that person or saludar that person. And they hadn't opened up about And they abuse. hadn't opened up about it. Wow. And I never really secret. thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Absolutely. So, like, with my daughter and my, and my son, I tell them, you know, if you don't want to hug that person, that's fine. Especially my son. He's very much like, I... If I don't never see you or I don't really want to, I don't, recognize I don't want to, he's going to run away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that is fine. I'm not going to push him to do something he's not comfortable with. Because what happens is we grow into being adults. <laughs> yeah. And then we start allowing people to push us to do things that we're not comfortable with. Because that's the way we grow. And that's not what we want. Right? 
right? Mm -hmm. So people don't think about that. And they think, oh, it's so rude because it's so ingrained in oh, us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I grew up, si no saludas, eres malcriada. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're, I'm not going to lie. If my family's watching this, I'm sorry. But there's some things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Not the ones I talk to now. But, <laughs> but, like, there's been in the past where I'm like, mm, he kind of yeah. gives me creeper vibes. Or, like, mm-hmm. even family friends. Like, I had a couple, like, I would tell my mom, like, ese señor como no me gusta. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, okay, like, you don't have to say hi, right. whatever. So, my mom was very, like, kind of, like, letting go of the old traditions mm-hmm. while still, like, obviously, like, respect, you respect somebody, right? right? But you don't mm-hmm. have to be forced que le des un beso. Like, I had an experience when I was little where mm. my mom had a cousin that lived with us. Mm. And she said that when he would be like, oh, that mom beso, Melina. And that uh. I would be like, and my mom was like, no, wait, what are you doing? Right. Like, that it was like a little creeper vibe. Right. So that, like, to me, showed me that my mom was actually paying attention mm-hmm. to things like that. Because sometimes people don't realize it. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of our parents have experienced those same things that's why they say like you can't go to sleepover oh yeah right and uno nunca sabe uno nunca sabe and the misconception is that this is only males no, right it's everybody but it's not like i've i've heard it all yeah. i've heard it all and so i'm like it, that sounds kind of scary right because you're like oh my god i can't trust anybody but the key is if you teach your kids and you teach yourself that my body is mine and I'm not going to allow somebody to make me do something or guilt me into doing something that I don't feel comfortable with. Definitely. I tell my clients all the time, look, I don't care if you're both naked (laughs) on the bed and you decide that you want to back out, that's perfectly fine. That other person, your partner, should never, ever push you to do more. No, they should understand you. And if it's not a person that understands you, maybe it's not a person that you want to be with. Yeah, kick him to the curb, right? Kick him or her to the curb, like... And this is where it goes to, like, don't, we often say, like, don't yuck somebody's yum, right? Meaning, if somebody else is into something, like, maybe somebody likes role play. Like, maybe somebody likes to dress up. Maybe somebody else likes to use, I don't know, like, something to spank you, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't kink. know. Yeah, a little kink. And, and, you know, there's so many other things out there that you might like, sex toys, things like that. And so, if the other person likes that, and they tell you, like, oh, you want to do this? It's like, okay, consider it for yourself. Is that something I'm comfortable with, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to shame the other person because that's something they like. Like, oh, my God, that's so, oh, my God, that's so gross. I don't want to do that. Like, then it just, it's going to disconnect you from your the person that you're, like, intimate with. And they're going to be like, okay, it's not safe to be my full sexual self with that person. And I think, like, this is just me speculating, mm-hmm. but I think that's why a lot of people cheat. Mm. because mm-hmm. they don't communicate or they're not yeah. open or whatever it is that I've heard of so many people that have cheated because they wanted like some sort of sexual experience that their partner wasn't offering right so it's important to talk about these things with your partner and have an open communication because a lot of people don't I know it's like let's just get to it let's do it because you know we got to go pick up the kids yeah or, or like Absolutely. oh we have to do it because you know we're partners mm-hmm. and that's what partners do Absolutely. And it's that communication piece, right? Because I feel like there's a, there's like this misconception or there's this idea, right? That is given, especially to us women. It's like, if you don't have sex with your husband, then he's going to go and find it somewhere else, right? And he's going to go find somebody else. 
And a lot of the times, it's not even just about that. It's the fact that we're not communicating about things. Like, this is what I like. Right. Yeah. This is what I like. Hey, we haven't had sex since we had the baby. Or, hey, we haven't had sex. Or, like, I noticed, like, things were off. You weren't that into it. Or you're tired. Or, or you're too tired. Yeah. Yes, so many different things. And, and that's because there's a lot of shame, too. So, um... There's pressure to perform. Like, I, I see it a lot with men, especially, too, where it's just, like, they, if they can't perform a certain way, they, they get into their head, so, and they get very stressed, or they're stressed from work, that it keeps them from, like, you know, performing in the way that they feel like they mm -hmm. should be performing, and so women, too, but I feel like what I see in a lot of women is not being happy with their own bodies, not feeling sexy. Definitely. And I'm like, no, like, what do you get, mean? Get your sexy on, girl. Get your sexy on. We're bringing sexy back. <laughs> Just a Timberlake or you. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, that's something that is so, why it's so important to talk about this topic, sexual health, right? Because sexual health is not just, gosh, it's not just the actual act of sex. There's so it's many It's the factors, brain work, yeah. right? There's so many factors. It's the emotional piece. There's, like, the mind, like, you know, did you know, like, that the majority, like, to, to get an orgasm, like, most of it, the, the highest, you know, the high percentage of uh, for getting an orgasm is, like, it has to do with your mind. It has to do, like, if your mind isn't right, guess what? If you're thinking, yeah, you know, like, I have to go get groceries after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're not in it. Yes, yes. And it's, like, if I can hear my kids, like, I'm sorry, but, like. <laughs> To I can't, I'm like, yeah. mm, you know, I need to, we need to change this up, the like, scenery. the scenery, like, uh, you know, they need to go to bed or whatever, because it's so hard to, like, get yourself into it, and if, like, there, that's why foreplay is important and things like that, too, but I guess we can get into that a little bit later in the questions, too, but it's so important to talk about it, because we're talking about body safety, we're talking about connect, connection with ourselves and with others, and then, you know, we're also talking about, like, just feeling like you're not the only one that's going through it. And I think that's so important. That'll help us so much. Why do you think it's so challenging to talk about sex? I think it's challenging because there's been so many messages about it. So there's been, like, like religious, right? Cultural so religious. Oh, my gosh. It's so deep-rooted where it's just, like sex is bad sex is dirty don't have sex until you get married and then when you get married you're supposed to automatically like be a freak yeah like <laughs> or like, like automatically yeah <laughs> <times a> week. <laughs> exactly so it's like all of a sudden i'm supposed to know what to do like now that now because poof i'm married like i'm supposed to know what to do yeah. but yet you can't talk about it you can't even think about it beforehand like, that just doesn't make sense because it's not like an on and off switch, right? And what if you get married and you don't have any chemistry with yeah, your partner? Absolutely. Or you're just like, no, I don't like what they like. And what if your partner has their own, you know, issues with it and they have their own beliefs? If you if you grow up thinking, like, it's bad, and then, like, like how do you all of a sudden, like, okay, hey, now I'm married, now it's holy, right? And yeah. it's like, okay, so now now it's okay like, or like it's back in the hard. day it's only to to cre to create to, another life mm -hmm. that's it to have children exactly that's, which some people still kind of have that mentality they do um i mean my 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 abuelitos have 15 kids right <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> every wow. year they were pregnant <laughs> and it's so interesting like 
that that is so deep rooted and it still is even if people are not very much religious or they don't go to church like a lot of people tell me like i don't go to church but i grew up catholic or same right yeah and so those messages are very much there and so that's why i think it's challenging also like when it comes to even women of color like going to the doctor oh my god yeah it's it's quite an experience very right yes and so we can't necessarily always like ask those questions or we don't even know what to ask sometimes and there is like this stigma with sex of like oh my god you're having multiple partners or like why do you need to do an std test and stuff like that i've had an experience where i this is tmi but here we are mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was what having, it's about. <laughs> i was having issues right mm-hmm. like uh, and um it turned out to be yeast infections yeah but in my head i'm like oh my god i probably have an std like this and that and i started thinking like oh i feel dirty right. i feel this and i was shameful to go to the doctor and the doctor actually made me feel like crap it's like mm-hmm. hey you keep ordering std tests you keep ordering std tests like why don't you just use protection? I'm like, I am using protection, right. but I have this issue. Mm-hmm. And turns out that it was because I was taking a medication that he prescribed to me that wow. made me cause, have that, like, mm-hmm. as a side effect. And I was just, I felt shitty. Like, I, I told him, I'm like, well, you should have told me that in the first place that right. this was a side effect. But they don't tell you those things. A lot of antibiotics cause, like, yeast infections. Mm-hmm. They cause issues, especially... UTIs. like Yes. Women, yeah. like, they're very... A lot of women are very sensitive to yeah. any antibiotic. I am Absolutely. one of those women. And if you have that issue, like, it takes a long time to get rid of yeast. Yeah. And I actually opened up to one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I've been having this issue. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, it took me, like, a year and a half mm-hmm. to get rid of that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's something that's kind of like, I felt shameful, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Even sharing this is like a little TMI for me, but I feel like it. this is the whole point of my podcast yeah. is to talk about things like this. Yes. And when my friend opened up, I felt so much like, oh, like, I don't feel alone, you know, no, because, because yeah. they kept giving me this medication. She's like, just stop all medication, just go natural. Mm. And I did. And finally it got fixed, but the doctor made me feel so crappy. So I changed doctors and now yeah. I have a doctor where I email her if I need STD oh, checks. Perfect. Like normalizing STD checks is good. Like, yes. I think that is something that's so important, mm-hmm. especially like in oh, yeah. dating and stuff. And like, if you're going to become intimate with a partner, don't be ashamed. Yeah. Like it's better to like know who that person is like yes. i've had where i've asked guys to get std checks before anything mm-hmm. and right away they're like oh what do you think i'm dirty like no it's like no, no but... it's just i want to be safe mm-hmm. and you should be safe as well so if you bring that up to a partner and they don't like that like maybe maybe you should reconsider right that's a part of like um feeling safe feeling safe exactly which is like of the utmost important to feel safe with the partner who you're gonna be sexual with because it's like it's not just about the piece like we're gonna come together and like have sex it's like there can be lasting effects right there could be deadly effects right like there could be like hpv there's so many things yes absolutely and sometimes they carry it without any symptoms Mm -hmm. and so those are things that I feel like if you ask your partner and if they get offended by it, it's like, mm, you're not the type of partner that I'm trying to match with here. Yeah, you, you want know? someone that makes you feel safe and that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. And if you have boundaries that you said they're with with, yeah. with having sex with somebody, that's okay. Absolutely. And it's okay to bring that up. And you shouldn't let anyone shame you for being safe. It's your body. Mm-hmm. Your body, your choice. Your body, your choice. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know if it's like... um. 
like a Latinx community thing because I've had clients, like white clients, and they have no issues. Like when they're dating, they tell me like, oh yeah, I get my like routine STD test. And oh yeah, this guy I was dating or whatever, like I asked him for it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got mine. And they just pulled it up like, like nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so interesting. I think it is. Like I think in my experience, I've only had like one partner that was very upfront and be okay. like, hey, I got tested. And I'm like, okay, me too. Yeah, like here. so good. And I was so like, wow, like that made him hot. <laughs> it does because you know what? It's like it's not just saying I'm taking care of myself, but it's also saying I care about you enough, yeah. right, mm-hmm. to make sure that we're both healthy. To engage in this type of act. And it just shows maturity. Yes. And there's been times where I've brought it up to guys and mm-hmm. they, like, think I'm a hoe because mm-hmm. I brought it up. Yeah. Like, they, like, oh, why? Do you sleep around? I'm like, no. But no. And if I did. <laughs> I know. So and if I did, what? <laughs> well, all it takes is one partner. Yes. All it takes is one partner. And it could be, like, someone, you know, like, I've had people tell me, like, well, I've been with the same person for, you don't know what the other person did before hey. you mm-hmm. or while they're with you. So exactly. it's important. It's important to talk about these things. Yeah, I agree. So that's so that's very important. I think that's why it, it can be so challenging because it's not one size fits all also. So like what works for one person may not work for the next. Like your your body is so unique, right? In that the way it works isn't necessarily going to work for someone else. Like it's not going to work in the same way as for somebody else. And then there's a different partner. So with one partner, you might not have some issue. And then when you go into another partnership and you're like, mm, something's not clicking. I'm not getting an orgasm. I'm not getting, you know, there's no like lubrication down there. You know what I mean? Like I'm not getting wet or anything like that. And so that's, those are very common things that they're like, what's going on? Like, and a lot of times we tend to look at ourselves and be like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And that's why if something's wrong with me, then I want to keep it to myself and I don't want to talk about it. And that's what, where the shame piece is, right? That's why we don't talk about these things. But that's why we're here, we're here today. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the messages that... I guess, if you were to think about, like, media, um, social media, right, and everything, movies and all that, like, what are some of the messages that you think that you've received about sex? Received about sex. Probably that you have to be, like, this like very kinky person Mm. and be down to do crazy stuff all the time Mm. and have sex like seven days a week so i think that's something that's portrayed in the media a lot like yeah being a sexual deviant i guess right and it's like if i can't even get myself to drink water every (laughs) single day like how am i gonna be having sex every single day like i'm sorry but that's a big task you know what i mean like especially with life stresses and everything there's so much more and it's like it's not everything but it is a very key part right um but i agree the media is like you have to be like this sexual person and you can't have too many partners right or else you're a slut Mm -hmm. so what about people that enjoy having sex the shame that comes with that like that they want to have sex and like oh well you want to have sex all the time then you're a slut Mm. there's a lot of that too Mm -hmm. yeah there absolutely is and it's more about like how see if you're grounded and you're confident in yourself then you're gonna filter out those people and you're gonna be like i'm not gonna give my energy to those people and that's what's really important 
and you learn who do I talk to about these things and who not, right? Like we're talking about normalizing these conversations, but not everyone is safe to have these conversations. And so we need to be able to determine that too. Oh yeah, for right? sure. There's a lot of friends that I wouldn't even yeah. open up about that because it's not something that we talk about. Now yeah. there's the other <laughs> friends that we're very open about it. We share deets like, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and you feel comfortable with yes. Like for me, I don't think I would share deets like with, with my mom or my <laughs> sister <laughs> right, because right. for me, that's not very comfortable. Like when I, when I learned about, like, sex, I don't even know how I learned about sex, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's, like, just school. Yeah. I remember, like, when I got my period, my mom gave me a book and was like, here. Mm-hmm. I don't, I also have a bad memory. So, if mom, right, if you're same. watching this, I'm sorry. You might have told me this. But, <laughs> but like, I remember being so scared the first time I got my period. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, what does this mean? Like, yeah. what does this mean? What is I was like, what's going on with my body? Mm-hmm. And I was so confused. And it was something that I was... I felt shameful for it. Mm. Like, I remember, like, even hiding, like, my, my pads or my yeah. tampons. Right. Now I'm, like, walking in the office with my tampon. Right. Like, I don't care. We absolutely. all bleed. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we survive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I remember middle school, like, we had to, I had to be hiding it, like, in different places. Yeah, like, oh, my God, I got to go to the bathroom. And, uh, and like, that's what, it's like, those are natural things that are happening to our body. Like, it's, it's what's going to happen, right? Also, too, what I've experienced is, like, if I tell, like, there's some men that are very like, oh, what do you need? Like, do you want snacks? Like, yeah. men I've dated, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And, oh, like, oh, I have cramps. And then there's other men that are like, ew, why would you tell me that? I'm like, you're mature. <laughs> yeah, you're mature. <laughs> like, my husband will go, I'm like, hey, I need some tampons. Can you go, like, get yeah. some? He's like, okay, so send me a picture of which ones. I want to get yeah. you the right ones. And so now he, like, he, he, he gets up, like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, he's a man. Like, we're going to, we, we've been together for a long time, too. And we're comfortable with, in that way. So it's like, it just shows maturity. That, you know so and i think and and kind of like going from that to even like bodily fluids like discharge and stuff like that like oh what's what's uh normal what's, what's not, not normal, right yes. like is it normal to have a certain smell and it's like there we naturally have like a bodily smell like that's just the way it is so like though when i think about media i think about how like in the movies it's like oh my god so romantic the background music right <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> they went to go have dinner and all of a sudden like nobody feels full they're just like yeah. all right, just like, <laughs> right? <laughs> their belly is in the right <laughs> right and it's like oh my god they look so sexy we're ready to go into and it's like after That's a steak dinner <laughs> yeah after a steak dinner it's like i don't know what you was like i gotta go to the restaurant you know maybe take some time <laughs> we're 30 <laughs> 30 something so it's like the media doesn't re- of course they're gonna portray it in a really romanticized way and i remember having this friend in high school and he told me like i don't know i guess him and his buddies were like very much like trying to get him late yeah. <laughs> and so he finally had this like, he shared with me like he was like it was just and it was fast. yeah he was like i was waiting for the the background music and it was just like not what i expected i was like very interesting very interesting but it's true. That's exactly what it feels like. It's not, it's not like in the movies. And that's what we need to learn. Like, no, it's not. And sometimes it's not always, like, the first time is not yeah. always great because you're getting to know somebody. Exactly. And you're like, <laughs> you're getting to know each other's bodies, right? And then, and like, that's why I think foreplay is very important because it does help you um, get into the mood and get your mind right, feel safe, feel relaxed. And a lot of women don't orgasm, right? Why is that? Why? Because we need to be in a relaxed state. And so we have, like, 
you know, trauma history or other relationships where people have made comments about our weight or the way that we look or, oh my God, I can't believe you like that. Like, no, I don't like it like that. And they're really like wanting you to do a certain position or something like that. It's like, that's not going to make me feel comfortable when it comes to sex. So that's why people avoid it. Very avoided. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see people become very avoided. Like, I'm like, well, how do you talk about sex? Like, we don't. Like relationships, yeah, that's insane. Like we don't like, so they'll be like, "Oh, I'm just too tired." Right? You hear these like, "I have a headache," and I'm like, "Is it really that?" I don't know about you, but when I have a headache, it actually helps me. (laughs) De stress. Just saying, yeah, and it does because it's a de stressor. But it's not gonna be a a de stressor. Like it's not gonna, you know, uh, relax you if you're stressed about the performance or if you're stressed about like. What if he pulls this move or she pulls this move? Yes. And it has to be, there has to be a sense of safety. Whether you're in a relationship or not, there has to be a certain sense of safety with the person that you're going to interact with. Especially being naked. Or some people don't get, like, fully naked. Or they want the lights off. Or they want the lights off. Exactly. And it's like, that's fine if that's your preference. But also, let's work on that because we want to be confident in the bedroom. And what if your partner likes lights on? So. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, that's true. <laughs> then we're going to have to be like, in the middle. Like, yeah, somewhere in the middle and dim it. <laughs> you dimmer. know? Put Get some, a dimmer. Put some candles or something, yes. you know? Um, but I think that's why it's so important to feel safe in it because if you feel safe, then you're going to be a little bit more open to things. And if you're not open to things, ask yourself why. Ask yourself, why am I so avoiding when it comes to sex? Why don't I want to talk about Why it? Why don't I want to talk about Am it? Am I embarrassed? Am I ashamed? Mm-hmm. Do I have like a preference that <laughs> I'm nervous to share? Yes, absolutely. And what I see a lot in the dynamics, and I'm and when I'm gonna say this, it's more of like heterosexual relationships. So I very much know that same sex couples, um, they go through similar things, but it's gonna be different, right? The dynamics are a little bit different. And so um what I see is a lot of the women that I work with in the couples are just like clients. They say like, oh, but I don't feel that emotional connection. Like, oh, I've been tired. I've been doing all of these things. I've been doing all the housework. I've been doing so much. And it's like, and then he just wants to have sex. And it's like, I don't feel that com- emotional connection. I'm like, that is true. You have to have like, even not in the bedroom, like you have to have some, you know, whatever your love language mm-hmm. is. Like, oh my God, he did this for me. Exactly. Or he said he's proud of me or this. Yes. Like, there has to be more to it oh, than just absolutely. getting to the deed. Right. And that's, a lot of people think foreplay and they think like touching each other before mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But foreplay can also be like, oh, you look so beautiful today. Oh, I hope you have a wonderful day. You're the best chef. Oh my You're God. the best mom. You're the best. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was thinking about you today, and I'm yeah, so... And same thing goes vice versa for, for men. Absolutely. So men need reassurance. Men yeah, need to be feel wanted. Even, oh, yeah. like, I've heard, like, of girls say, like, yeah, I know how to do it, but I say I don't, because that makes them feel wanted. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's so true, because we think... Like, men can very much get in their heads as well. And so, for the fellas, you know, like, they really do need that, too. Like, I want you. They want to feel desire. That's what I... Like, both people want to feel desire, but what I've seen in, like, the male clients that I have is, like, I want to feel wanted. Yeah. I want to feel, like... I'm needed. I'm needed, like... And the real ones, like, the real ones are gonna, like... They're gonna want to make you feel good back. Yeah. Right? They're gonna want to make you feel good. And those are the the givers that I call the Where givers. Where they at? <laughs> Where they at? Oh, yeah. Those are the ones that I'm like, okay. Like, so my clients tell me about, like, their, 
their boyfriends or their whatever. And I'm like, oh, so he's a giver. We like him. <laughs> we can keep him. <laughs> we can keep him. Um, but it kind of goes a little bit both ways, right? But I don't think it should be like keeping score. Um, but it very much is important to feel like both people are having a good time. Really? Because if one person is only into it and the other one's not, it's like, well, it's not fun. Yeah, you have to talk about it. You have to ask, what what, what do you like? Yeah. That's something yeah. I feel people are afraid to ask. Right. And I remember talking to my husband about this topic, right? Mm-hmm. Like sex. And I'm like, what are some things that make you feel uncomfortable about sex? Like, what are things that make you feel uncomfortable talking about it? And he's like, I don't know. I just never talked about it before. Like, it was just something kind of, like, shameful. Taboo. You don't talk Taboo. about it. Taboo. Like, so then, yeah, exactly. So then, you know what happens? People turn to porn. Oh, yeah. And then they think that that's how it's And then they think it's like that. It's like, I'm sorry to say this, but not everybody is built like that. Yeah. And um, not everybody. They're actresses and actors. <laughs> and not everybody can um, last that long. Um, and so very much a lot of misinformation when it comes to porn but that has been where a lot of people say like i learned from porn you know i've seen this and i'm like okay i think i can do that or that's how they learn about like the even the female anatomy and it's like there's so much to our anatomy right it's just not just like okay people call everything down there the vagina and it's like no there's parts parts of it there's parts okay you need to know what the clitoris is so that you can get get some pleasure yes absolutely (laughs) and and so when we look at like porn and stuff like that's just not realistic and sometimes they alter things on there and people don't realize this they just or it's safer to just watch somebody on a on a screen and masturbate than to actually go with a partner and be vulnerable that's what I see too. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that's not, we're made for connection, right? We're made for connection. So to be with a partner to say like, I'm going to show my full self, including being sexual with you. That takes a lot of trust. A lot of commitment, a lot of trust. <laughs> you have to have that, that feeling safe always. Always feeling safe. And when you don't, that's why, you know, there's the things like safe words, you know, I think like 50 shades of gray is like, Gosh, I don't I've know. I've never watched it. No, never oh my God. It. But I think people, it was so popular because I think people like, they have certain fantasies that they don't share. Mm-hmm. And they like the idea of like, oh my gosh, okay, like somebody's being dominant and submissive. And it's like a whole other world that we're not really used to knowing about, especially like in mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's why it was popular. And also it's like, some things are not realistic. So, you know what I mean? um and so yeah a lot of misinformation that we need to clear up (laughs) (laughs) all right so i posted on unbreakable latina on the instagram Mm -hmm. if anybody had any questions related to sexual health and we got a bunch of questions so chatel was so kind enough (laughs) to um organize them for me like this is what i'm supposed to do but she did an amazing (laughs) job i love my friends (laughs) so first things first uh, masturbation is masturbation healthy yes it is healthy I think it just depends on, like, the way that you grew up and the messages that, like, you received about sex, especially masturbation. Um, so if you receive messages that are, like, more towards, like, religious beliefs, then you're going to believe, like, that's wrong. You're going to believe that um, it's, shameful. it's shameful, that you shouldn't be doing that, um, that it's a sin, things like that. Um, but honestly, our body reacts in 
like it's going to have certain reactions to certain stimuli right and so um masturbation is a really good way to get to know your body so how am i gonna know what i like when i'm having sex with a partner if i don't even know my own body and what it can do what it likes what it doesn't like and so yes masturbation is very normal um and we need to stop shaming people for it um even kids right like teenager age like teen years are the years where it really comes out um but even like let's say my four-year-old oh my gosh that kid is always trying to like touch his penis and i'm like little boy i love this for you you're exploring (laughs) (laughs) and he is he's exploring right he's like what is this but i also have to it's up to me as his mom to teach him it's appropriate like you can do it when you're here in private but please like don't do that at school right yeah and so those are things that we have to learn but it's not like shaming like hey cochino don't be doing that Mm -hmm. like no i'm not gonna be doing that because then we grew up thinking our body parts are and we can't 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 touch touch each other nobody can touch us you know um as we get older and so i think it it's normal but not a lot of people are very in tune with their body and so that's something that little by little you can start to learn right so if you're not comfortable with it, like oh maybe um using vibrators so there's like external vibrators um and there's internal ones so you can, there's some that you can you know put inside of your vagina and uh feel the pleasure that way or there's also external ones that you're just kind of put on your clitoris and that's how you feel some of the pleasure but you you do what works for you so maybe you don't even want to use a vibrator Maybe you just want to use your hands. Maybe you want to use something else. I see this lady on TikTok who uses a pillow. So she's like puts, props the pillow, and then she pretty much like grinds on the pillow. And she gets, you know, excited by that. And I was like, that's so interesting. I love TikTok for this because people are so real there. <laughs> Everybody, no shame in their game. Absolutely. Um, oh. And so there's so so many different ways to do that. It's funny that you say how it's shameful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was talking to somebody and I brought up, like masturbation questions mm, mm-hmm. that I was receiving mm-hmm. and they're like oh that's unhealthy it's gonna become very addictive mm. and then I was like wait what you think that mm-hmm. so is masturbation addictive it can be it can be especially if you're like oh my god I like this and isn't it it's so much more it's so much less um I guess less worries about performance because there's nobody else there right it's just you it's just you and whatever you're, whatever you're using to get off and so it can be in the way of like, I'm so, I love the way that this feels. And so I've had clients tell me like, I started and I started doing it like every single day. Um, and it's like, there has to be a healthy balance for anything that we do. Mm-hmm. And so trying to remember like, let's not get caught up in just masturbating. If you're in a relationship, if we're masturbating and that's only what we're doing, it's going to be, sometimes it can be hard if, if we've already finished and we've already done like our sexual drive when it comes to actually being with a person it might be affected might not be there it might not be there and so we you know but but it's but it's healthy you know sometimes in the beginning stages of you just exploring i mean it could be an addictive but it's i mean like anything could get addictive because you're excited about it be addicted to hot cheetos absolutely (laughs) oh yes all right um a question we got is i have never owned a vibrator or any sex toy what should i look into when buying one Mm, I think you should look into, well, see, what I get, what I see a lot promoted in some of these um, shops and stuff is, like, it's very discreet, right? Like, 
a discreet packaging because obviously it's like something intimate and so if you want to look into that like do are there places that have it to be discreet also just like in terms of the actual toys like we'll find out what you like right so like mm, look at something that's gonna be easy to clean <laughs> um something that's gonna be sad like you can sanitize and sure. stuff like that and like i mentioned earlier there's like external there's internal so it there's also like something that stimulates even your anus and so it's like if that's something that you're into then go ahead and find that or if you're like i don't know if i'm into it but i'm open to it there's also stores go for it there's, there's also, also stores that you can walk into and actually see and ask questions but i know that could be like intimidating <clears throat> yeah. to walk into it could you know um when i was gonna get married my bachelor rep party i actually had this woman come in and she talked about like she had like different sex toys and she talked about different things like she brought a swing like an avon party yes but with sex <laughs> toys. <make> sex. <laughs> yes and so and i remember like i got criticized for it not from my sisters my sisters were totally cool they were totally into it but like there was other people because at the time i was going to church but other people were just kind of like oh my gosh like what's with all the penis stuff and like uh and i get it there's like a discomfort and i don't blame them you know i don't i don't but blame it's them. your bachelor but it's my bachelor <laughs> party. okay we're gonna turn up here <laughs> as many penises that we can that <laughs> Before the before, before. Um, and I'm not literal ones, you know, but like the decorations and stuff and and the toys. And so she was sharing like, okay, there's so many different things. Like there's even like massage that you probably didn't even know existed. I didn't know existed things that are edible, right? Like flavored uh, lubrication caramelo yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so like it really just depends on what you like, but. There's so much out there. And if you don't know about something, you can research it. You can look it up, like, how do I use this? But please, please don't, like, do something that you don't. Like, it's you're not into it. You know, don't get pressured into it. Um, ease your way into things. Um, start off with something small. Start off with, like, a vibrator or something. And then see if you like, like, like well, how do you usually finish? Or if you've never finished, if you're like, I never received an orgasm, you know, start to explore, okay, where where does my body react um there's the book called come as you are i was just gonna ask <laughs> is there books that people can read oh my god yes yes <laughs> and, and i can definitely give some more recommendations but i was reading the book come as you are and it's so good because it talks about like breaks and accelerator and so there's things like you might get really accelerators like yeah that gets me turned on i love that and then there's the things that like pump, like make you break. You're like, oh, that was a turn off. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like the way that feels. And depending on your history, um, depending on your experiences, like, your experiences, mm -hmm. you may like some things, you may not. And so like that's why people joke around. They say like, oh, our back ribs turned into something more. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like foreplay is very, it's very helpful. Like you get to and it's touch, unique for everybody, and it's unique for everybody. Like, and masturbation isn't just solo. Like you can also do that with your partner if you get want to know to. your body with your partner. Mm -hmm. All right. So questions that we got on mm -hmm. consent, likes, dislikes, safety zones. So mm -hmm. this is a question we received and says, "My partner of five years recently insinuated wanting me to finger mm -hmm. his anus mm -hmm. and almost pushing my head during oral sex towards his butt." I took it as if he wanted, sorry, <laughs> I took it as if he wanted me to sort of lick it. I felt very weird and didn't say anything, but I just brushed it off and we didn't do anything. How can I approach this? Mm. And this is where the avoidant piece is, right? Where it's just like, 
Oh my Let's gosh. pretend that didn't happen. Let's pretend that didn't happen. And it's like, what happens next time? You might be worried that it's going to happen again. And you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then they don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, it, and I just want to like say that it can be really hard to like have somebody like push your head and try to get you to do something. You're just like thrown off maybe. But it's, this is why now with this experience, it's going to be so important for this person or whoever this happens to also to say, hey remember like when we we're having sex uh you pushed my head and you were doing this i just want to know like is that some is that something you're into like what is it that you were trying to get from that right and then you can share like if you're not comfortable with it you can say i'm actually not very comfortable with that but i'm hoping that we can still pleasure each other in other ways that we're both comfortable with because that's what it's all about right safety <laughs> communication communication consent consent um, to be able to say, I don't like that, but is there any, is there something else I can do to please you um, that also works? You know, and so and and please don't let anybody shame you for not wanting to do it. But please don't shame that person also for say for trying to do that. Maybe they didn't go about it the right way. Maybe they they didn't know how to open up and say, hey, yeah. like I want to try something new. Are you down? Yeah. Instead, they're like, maybe if I just do this, they'll yes. want to do it. And sometimes you're like in it, like you're in the moment, you're like, so you're just like, oh my god, you let loose, and you're like, oh yeah, okay. yeah. So they're like, okay, let's see what else we could do, right? Yeah. And so, so sometimes that happens, and I get it, but it's like you have to be really good at being like, oh, I'm not comfortable with that, and oh, maybe boundaries. Maybe we can talk about it first. Maybe not this time, but maybe we can talk about it to see if that's something that we're willing to do and maybe it is something you're willing to do right like there's no shame here like there's no shame in your game you know (laughs) like if you want to do that that's that's okay maybe we're just thrown off but like do it in a way that feels comfortable to you right because one thing that we're all worried about too is like hygiene or body odors the smells like those are all things especially when it comes to like oral sex like it can be really hard to be like that's where you pee from like i don't want to put that in my mouth you know but that's why it's good to talk to your partner about like showering cleaning themselves um what they eat right what we eat even affects the taste of our body fluids and so those are things that are just communication feeling comfortable enough to be like or even doing it uncomfortable and saying that's not something that for me. Really, it wasn't for me, you know. I but tried I, it. I'm mm-hmm. not built for this. Yes, exactly.